Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast about Arctic radish farming and its social economic impact on the muskox ranchers of the South Northeast. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Just for clarification, is that the Southern Northeast western portion of the state or not, i'm not gonna lie i kind of lost it as i was going through that <laughs> okay i'm glad that i picked you up on the back end there i'm doing doing all right because uh well tonight is another night we get to get together and have some good times and it's another chance for me to have some tasty beverages have some good conversation Get to poke fun at some, and I would not poke fun at, maybe point out certain things that haven't happened yet on this show. So we'll get to that a little bit later without completely giving away everything. Because each week we have something new and something exciting that we bring to you, our faithful listener or viewer, depending on which platform. You're joining us on, you Why know, you go singular there. You said because, listener. What did well, it mean? Be, listeners? Well, I, see, I don't, I don't like to do the generalization of, Hey, you out there in the audience. I like to go, you listening, you watching. Maybe there's a couple of you at the same time, checking this, this episode out. And we appreciate that. I, I like talking directly because damn it. Our fans are the best fans, and they are part of this episode, so it's like we are having that discussion with them. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm talking to you, Howard Blues. You know, you should have called out somebody else's name right there. You know, just like, I'm talking to you, yeah. Frank, and some guy named Frank who'd be listening would be like, oh my god, how do they know? <laughs> talking to you, Trucker Dave. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell? And and I hope I hope Trucker Dave. By the way, thanks thanks for your patronage. Thanks for viewing and, and listening to us while you're doing the long haul down I twenty nine. Uh, please, uh, if you were surprised by your name being shouted out on the episode, please try and keep yourself between the ditches. We want you to make it to your destination. Thank you for being the mother trucker that you are. So before we get too far off the rails ourselves, jumping a couple sharks, whatever the case is, I'm thirsty already because it's been 
a long enough week. I mean, five straight days. Who came up with a five-day work week anyway? So let's get – I'm going to get this rolling. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get this rolling. Kidder, that would be bad what? manners. Because we bad manners. Should, yeah, because we should introduce we should what? the other person Talk about on beer? the line. No. Oh, we have we have somebody on the line. Yeah, is what is this? Is this like Larry King? No. Ah, all right, Poughkeepsie. Ah, where that's uh, let's let's take Poughkeepsie. Who's on the line? Is it that like that? Terrible, Larry King impression. Well, I I know it was more of a it was more of a Craig Ferguson making fun of Larry King type of thing. Get her, nobody no. watched that show. Nobody watched that show. I know. And the only reason that I know that is from Craig Ferguson, The Late Late Show. No, I mean nobody watched The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Nobody oh, watched bastard. it. Anyway. You bastard. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Kidder. No, I, we do have a guest. And, you know, it's if people have gotten this far, they've seen the title of the episode. They know that we have a winner so somebody else is on the line, and it is either the gentleman from Indiana or it's the gentleman from Nevada. It's one or the other. Who is it? I can tell they're all waiting with bated breath. Who is it? Who's on the line? Who's joining? Who's the winner? And who's getting a lot of crap because got... they didn't do it? <laughs> and, who, and who's got something to drink, damn it? <laughs> yeah. So who is it? Should we tell them? Yeah, well, well, I think that our winner needs to introduce himself. Well, that's not good manners either. Well, I, I know, but the, it's like building the suspense because if I'm like, yeah, it's so-and-so, they're like, wow, I waited this long for that? So, go ahead. You, you go ahead. Okay. Well, we'll even do it the fun way. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the first ever race to be on the show is none other than the gentleman from Nevada joining us live on the line, the gentleman we call Farva. Farva, welcome to the Triple B. <laughs> the gentleman we call Farva. Well, it's Farva. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he didn't confuse that. Hi, thank you. Um... I'm glad to know I'm Farva. Anyway. It looks like he's tickled pink to be on the show. <laughs> he started drinking before us. He knew what it's like to be on the show. <laughs> One I should need a couple in the tank before I hang out with these guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, if it gets really bad, guys, I'll just pull out the whiskey and we'll just go straight to fun. So, <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> I think we've all been there at some point. So what, what do you got on tap there, Farva? Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Long time no see. Miss y'all. Uh, I know we've, you know, I moved down to way south Texas and missing that North Dakota. But, boy, did we have a lot of fun, and we still have many more years to have fun. And and what do you, what do you have on tap? What do, what do you got there? Is well, a, well a tonight, local? it is a local, or at least a state State beer Shiner from Shiner, Texas. It's a light blonde uh, ale. And it looks like a full 12 ounce beverage you have in your hands there. It was 12 ounce. I think I'm down to about 
Four. <laughs> okay. We're, we're rolling it down. What What are some of the tasting notes? What What does that mm-hmm. beautiful white white and blue label tell us about the beer? Well, I'll tell you what. It's uh, it's it's got a very uh, very hoppy flavor, but it's very subtle in that uh, it's it's almost slightly sweet compared. Like if you were to like compare this to say, oh, I don't know, a Liney's regular. Uh, it's 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 far lighter than the regular Lineys, Lineys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what are what are some of the other notes from from the the label there? As you as you take a look, we we like to share. You know, uh, yeah. We'll do show and tell. Oh we yeah, like show to, and tell. Yeah. You know, we we read off the uh, you know <laughs> interesting information like uh, please recycle and things like that. <laughs> well. All I can tell you is that uh, that I live about an hour and a half away from this brewery, and Shiner is kind of one of Texas's, you know, favorite beers. You know, don't get me wrong; they got the Coors and the Miller, but Shiner is just about everywhere. Hmm. Well, have you been to the brewery? Have you? I, I have. I have. It is a fun time in little old Shiner, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> a fun time because you have to stay the night. You spend too much time at the brewery. Yeah, and it's like a one hotel town, so you're all kind of crammed together. It's it's just get a DD. You don't want to. It, it's it's worth to have someone drive you back. It's it's. You say in the one motel room, like you all have to share. Oh. <laughs> the whole tour has to share. A room. Yeah, everybody, room three is all yours. <laughs> no, it's oh, it's just it's a really that place. <laughs> Oh, they do. They do. It's okay. it literally is a one stoplight town. You literally stop and go. It's I gosh, I think Shiner's only like six hundred people. Hmm. That's good because yeah. at least the, the stoplight keeps it there, and that way you don't miss the place, right? That's true. At least you don't miss it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're we're excited to have you on the show, and uh, the the anticipation is killing all of us because. Once it was decided earlier this week, and by the way, we, we gave you a, a, a happy birthday shout out. You haven't seen the episode, but by the time this comes out, then you will have seen the episode. And so yeah. it's the whole future past bait and switch, tiny whiny thing that we do on the show. I so, love it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, now that we're looking in the future and the past, man. Yeah. We're just we're just living in a dream here. Um, I need to open a beer, otherwise uh, I'm gonna get a little bit crazy. And since we're going crazy with like the time space continuum type thing, how about nothing better than the space probe blue? Mm. This is a local craft beer from our friends at Laughing Sun Brewing Company here in Bismarck, North Dakota. And remember, the sun doesn't question it, doesn't judge it simply gives life laughing sun is our beer and your beer and of course it is a local brewery with local ingredients growing community and taking the laughing sun with you via the can Uh, aside from that let's go ahead and uh, turn it over it's a blueberry sour ale and we know how howard loves fruit in beer (laughs) this is 5.0 percent alcohol per volume it is a blueberry version of the Berliner style Weiss. It's effervescent, 
with a crisp, dry finish and a clean lactic sourness. Large editions of blueberries give this beer a purple hue, complementing the light body. 12 full ounces of this tasty brew. And of course, keep cold, enjoy fresh, please recycle. So, I'm going to put this back into the old koozie, uh, keep it nice and chill. Cheers to you, brothers, on the other side. And of course, taking a whiff. Yep, it's got the. The nice uh, uh, blueberry-ish smell, the sour smell, and then you get a little bit of the the old hop smell with it too. So let's give this bad boy a try. All right, blueberries aren't punching you in the face, so I have a, a feeling that uh, you'd like this one, Howard. You know, That's just a. a just That's a little statement. <laughs> I, I mean, you taste more of the sour. So it's still beer. You get the beer taste, and there's just a, the hint of the sour there. So good stuff. What do you got on tap there, Howard? Yeah, what do you got, Howard? Well, let's uh, let's have some fun with this if I do uh, that and uh, that. <laughs> oh, 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 no. oh, no, he's going dark. Oh, no. For years, rumors have circled the deep in the woods of Mount St. Helens lives the fabled Bat Squatch. Well, there are many tales of Bat Squatch, they are all a bit hazy on the details, which makes the truth such a juicy mystery. So what better way to honor the legend than with a hazy, juicy IPA, perfect for camping and potentially making a new friend. That's right, I have uh, Rogue's Hazy India uh, pale ale, fat squatch. Got here. <laughs> you might have to hold it up again because uh, Farva was getting his next beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fat squatch is what I got here. Uh, hmm. On the back, it has such great descriptors as dare, risk, dream. Uh, this tells me that it is a tropical and citrus flavor profile. In fact. They have one of those fun little graphs that looks like a star. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's like the idiot's guide to know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven or 6.7% alcohol. Volume. Uh, this also, Kidder, comes with a very handy uh, parrot um, suggestion here. So this says that it's best to pair this with white cheddar, grilled salmon, or strawberry shortcake. Mm. I have none of those items here. So, well, I will say this has to be better than the pumpkin beer. So <laughs> now you did it. <laughs> yeah. So well, smells like an IPA. So oh boy, not my favorite type. I'm not going to lie to you, Howard. I'm not an IPA kind of guy. You know, I'm not picking up the uh, the fruity, juicy tones that this uh, supposedly is supposed to have. Getting much more of like a pine flavor. Right? That's kind of what I'm, what I'm like getting. a pine, like a pine salt pine flavoring, or like the pine tree air freshener pine flavoring. Kind of like you went outside and licked a spruce. <laughs> well, well, gents, I uh, went down to my ice cold pail of beers, and I actually picked up a different type of beer than what I was drinking. Got a 
Yingling Lager from Pennsylvania. Hmm. Anybody ever have one of these? Can't say that I have. I've heard of them, and I can't remember if I've tried one, but it appears appears that Farva has, in his haste of grabbing beer, has gone so fast that he's gone either back in time, pause time, or he's going into the future. <laughs> I, or out of, out of state, man, because uh, it says it's America's oldest log, oldest beer and oldest lager. So maybe I did go back in time. <laughs> and uh, tell, us, tell us more about the youngling. The, yin, the yingling, youngling, I don't know, whatever it is. But uh, it's uh, very hoppy and uh, very pungent. It, tickles, it tingles the nostrils. But it tastes good. Goes down good. Smooth. Yeah. That's about it. They, they really don't put much on this one. Anyway. Yeah. I, it, now that we're all brewed it, up. Yeah, it's always interesting because some breweries put like so much information on the can and creative descriptions yeah. and things like that. And sometimes we've had a couple on the show where it's like, well, it's a Scotch Ale. Yeah. Good luck with anything else. So yeah, you know, hey, I, I look to it as as long as when you drink it, you enjoy it. That's all that matters. Mm. I kind of think our audience prefers it when we drink it and we uh, don't enjoy it. Oh well, <laughs> this, this beer is horrible. I I never ever want to drink this ever again. Yeah, we might need to put up a poll. It'll be like the the post that I put on Facebook <laughs> months ago now that said, if this post gets one like, I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> oh. was, and I waited like three days. And it so happened that, man, the show liked that post. So I had to have a beer. So <laughs> I, well. I don't know. We're just not not paying to reach enough people or something like that. We need we need you, our, our faithful viewers and listeners, to share the show. And, you know, sharing is caring, so help us help you by sharing the laughter and the shenanigans. Beerbluesbs.com but, Absolutely. But, I just, say anything. You, you might even be able to see the latest episode of Howard's new mini documentary series, mm-hmm. Howard's Cave of Wonder, mm-hmm. and how he- now on your favorite video and audio listening service, or at beerbluesbs.com, or it's only exclusive to YouTube and Facebook. Sorry, audio listeners, which, which you can find that at beerbluesbs.com. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to edit that. What? What? I don't think. Come on. I think it's uh, you know, hey, yeah, it. Look for more of those episodes. I might talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But, Kinder, I think it's uh, might be a good idea in time that we kind of tell the audience who is Farva, who is this guy that we just brought on the show. How do we know him? How is it that we know a gentleman from Nevada who's now from Texas? <laughs> All good questions, and hopefully, can be answered. This guy gets around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like a lady of the night. Always out there. Flying over here, flying over there. <laughs> doing things. He's been all over the place. Yeah. 
I believe it goes back to the year 2003. Possibly almost to 2004 at this point. Mm-hmm. Farva, you're on the show, so you go ahead and you tell us about how we stumbled upon each other. <laughs> well, we... <laughs> uh, well, you know, the name Farva, do you actually know how I got called Farva throughout college? Do you that remember? a great story to tell us. All right, well... If you quite remember, around 2003, the movie Super Troopers had just come out not too long ago, you know? And I could impersonate the character Rod Farva. And so I did it so well that some people in my freshman year said, that's it, your name's Farva, you know? So that's how the name got stuck. And then towards the uh, end of that first year, going into the second year, uh, I was friends with some mutual friends of y'all's that were from Bismarck, and we got introduced, and we all just kind of clicked, if I recall, because we were kind of the, you know, we were into the Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, role-playing games, gaming in general, and ultimately, I mean, we were just not about some of the uh, individuals that were very into politics i guess is a nice way to say it. yeah the the group that that we're referring to um we we called the bismarck cult because it was oh it was that's right the cult <laughs> right is the bismarck cult. cult and it was a group of us who were from bismarck not a lot like it wasn't necessarily like a group from bismarck like hey we all hung out in high school and we're here it was kind of more of like yeah we all went to high school together and you know, there was a few loose connections, but, mm-hmm. you know, and a few friendships, but it was, yeah, kind of this loose assortment. Um, Kidder wasn't in the cult for long. Uh, Kidder dropped out pretty quick because, you know, he was too cool for the cult. I would oh, say know. dropped out. You know. Come on now. Too cool to drink <laughs> the Kool-Aid. You know. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's better than the cool kids in the cult. Come on. They wanted to drink so, the Jello. They wanted to drink the Jello shot. Come on. I got peer pressured enough. I, I was used to it, so it didn't bother me any. No, I, I got other stuff to do, like make a documentary, a half-hour documentary in five days. So I'll be busy. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Uh, because of that, Gitter, you got to miss a lot of the cult drama because that – cult grew and then slowly devoured itself oh absolutely did and um the good part was is that you know howard i i got i got to meet you and then of course lefty and started you know our our friendship you know all of us uh and uh you know the name kind of stuck around in the aviation community because as you all recall i was flying going towards uh you know flying jets for a career and doing that study in college and uh well you know i was just uh, a barrel of fun i decided to throw in two kids in the matter too <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that, that was an interesting time i you know and i was i was going to tell the story i think one of the, my favorite moments with the three of us ever yeah. was actually at that wedding farva oh it was because of, <laughs> it was because of the photographer Oh, the the photographer that uh, Farva and uh, Mother Hen, 
That's her code yeah. name. Farmer got married in this big Catholic church. Yeah. And this guy put up a ladder about halfway down the uh, you know, aisle, so halfway down the church. And, you know, normally most photographers would, you know, like shout from the ladder, hey, you over there, take two steps to the left and that. This guy didn't do that. He would he would get up on the ladder. He'd look through his viewfinder. He'd then climb down the ladder. He'd come walking all the way up to the front and he'd just be like, you on the left, a little bit over. And then he would go all the way back. And after a little bit of doing this, Kidder decided, you know what? Every time he does this, I'm going to break out my Jean-Luc Picard impression every single time. (laughs) So every single time, this guy would come up, go down, uh, you you take a step to the right, and he'd turn and walk away, and Kidder would just go, make it so. (laughs) (laughs) I remember this. Two steps to the left. And that's the reaction we got from every time that happened. His heart would lose it. <laughs> the guy wouldn't stop doing it. He kept doing it. Oh but, my god! Uh, yes. I don't know what's really funny, but like, I, I, are they laughing? Are they laughing? Oh, we're was... gonna run out of famous Jean-Luc Picard catchphrases because it was taking so long. God! Oh man! Yes, it did. Take quite a bit of time <laughs> going back in a time machine to when we had to develop the photography <laughs> as it taken. In fact, it's like drawing a picture. But, oh. yeah. and, oh. and then I, if I remember correctly, I would also uh, randomly move a little bit. Uh, so then, you know, oh, yeah, a little, got bit to, little bit to the left, to the to the right. Yeah, yep. that was so yep. much fun. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll say this: and having oh no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and then having dinosaur break dance at the reception. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Oh, and I should go get it. It's the night that I made my first working dollar. Mm. Oh, yeah. Who gave you that dollar, Mark? I mean, uh, yeah, Mark. Who gave you, who gave you that dollar? Uh, he had to go get the dollar from the from the uh, he, museum of collectibles. He had to go oh, he, find it, search <laughs> the archives, dust the, you know, dirt and such obviously the show. <coughs> yeah. So this is my first my first working dollar. And to tell the, the rest of the story, as it were, we'll have to have Brother Nico on again. But oh, God. here it is. Here it is. The first my first working dollar. It's also on a, a classy portrait right here that uh, Brother Nico gifted me for uh, Christmas one year. But yes, my first working dollar still. Oh. Still keeping that bad boy for a rainy day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Gonna get me God. somewhere, boys. Gonna get me somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh, I miss talking. Oh, I miss hanging out with you guys. <laughs> and then, of course, oh. the two of us were carrying on our Blues Brothers theme. Oh, yeah, and- I remember that. <laughs> Dude, my aunts and uncles were hysterical. <laughs> 
you know, and it, that started actually a trend, Farva, of at at any wedding where Kidder and I are both invited, and especially if we're in the, the bridal party, we have to sing Stand By Your Man at it. So we did it at your wedding first, right? Uh, then my wedding, uh, and then I worked it into the best man speech that I gave at Kidder's wedding. So... Um, which which was filled with a lot of references and jokes and a lot of sarcasm. Um, well, of course you have to have sarcasm. That's just the normal way of things. No well, sarcasm you know, here. <laughs> you know, here's here's the thing, and I I will give Kidder a little grief about this because as far as you weren't at Kidder's wedding, no, unfortunately, Kidder not. had like five best men. He couldn't decide on who his best man was, so there were like five of us. Yeah, so right. had like five best man speeches. So it was a bit of a competition. Uh, who could do the best speech? Well, well, the question comes down to who who won that game. Well, you can't ask him because he's going to say that he won it. Well, I I mean, well, then Kidder, who 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 had the better speech? Then they were all great in their own way. That that's the greatest diplomatic answer ever. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're great, all the, they're all great. The best in their own way because they were all a best man speech. And so oh, there man. I give everyone props. <laughs> that's such a common uh, answer. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I can neither confirm nor deny these or any other allegations at this time. Thank you. <laughs> Next question. Well, I will say this. The the far vets were the real reason that people remembered my nickname because they're like, oh, that's the guy who knocked up his girlfriend and got twin daughters. That's Farba. But I'll, but I'll tell you what, though. Uh, they are genuinely the best things I've, you know, I've ever created. They are they are turning into quite the great young ladies, and I know they're going to do good things. And we were talking a little bit about that before the show, too. Of, uh, we were. Like, yeah, they're, they're already driving yeah it's like you know that was a while ago but it doesn't feel freaking that. ridiculous because it, it was like yesterday yeah it, it feels like that and what's even more crazy is that i just turned you know the sixth anniversary of my 30th birthday and i'm like and in like two more years they're going to be out as adults in the real world I'm I'm sorry. Did did you just refer to to yourself as like a a forty year old white woman saying that she's twenty one plus seven? Is, yeah. is that what I just heard? Yes, sir. You definitely heard me say that. Because okay. yeah, go for it. I'm just so just so there's no confusion. Oh, there's no confusion. No confusion, kidder. No confusion. <laughs> but anyway, that's how Farmer got started. And realistically, you know. Everybody knew me as that from the aviation community and then just within our group of friends. I mean, it just stuck around. I mean, you'd use my real name and nobody knew who that was. You'd say Farva. Oh, yeah, that guy right there. Oh, which I think you're I think you made out pretty well with Farva. I mean, because later kind of in your college days, I mean, you could have been a dead ringer for Larry the Cable guy. I could have. I could have. You you could have gotten stuck with like what. Larry or the cable guy 
I, I think Farva is a much better, more unique uh, nickname in that case. So it's true, but you know what? I think Farva was foreshadowing because you know I spent all that money, time, and effort to become a, a, a commercial aviator, and I'm in law enforcement now. So it's like a foreshadow, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so shit happens. <laughs> shit happens. Best answer ever. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, we've had a lot of good times. Uh, you oh know, God, college! I, I mean, I still as we're sitting here talking, things that are flooding back, like the time that I, I helped you move when you actually, oh. uh, left Grand Forks. Yes, and I remember being down in the box truck. Yes, and and basically, as part of we've talked about the Brothers Blue Moving Company before on this show, but oh I was God, in the truck yes, packing stuff. And something came down, and I I immediately called you. I'm like, hey, Farva, you know, I'm, I'm helping you move. I'm sure you I, – I found something here. I don't think you'll want. You know, would you mind if I just take it? And you just immediately are like, Howard, no, you can't have the Longhorns. Those are going with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you know I had these? Uh, I, was, I know you too well, Howard. I know you too well. <laughs> I was disappointed. I was going to put them on my wife's car because at the time, Lefty was driving a Ford Aspire, which is basically a pregnant roller skate. Oh, it's an upgrade from the Festiva. Yeah, but I thought that that thing would look just ridiculous with a set of long horns (laughs) on it. So, actually, wouldn't have wouldn't have upgraded the value of it though. Probably. I remember that car, that little four-door red Skittle thing. Two-door. Was it two-door? I swore it was four-door. It was two-door. You could pack it well enough that it would feel like a (laughs) four-door. Yeah. And I remember you had the uh, the green Grand Grand Dam. Oh, may that car rest in peace. (laughs) Until it got blasted at Demers in 42nd. Did you ever hear about that one, Farva? I know you, no. were, you were in the city. I was go- Yeah, no. So what happened? So uh, after I graduated from UND, I went back to, to work on getting a special education minor. Because right. I spent a whole summer trying to get hired as a teacher and nobody was hiring me. I remember that. I remember that. And that's where I was sleeping on a couch in Kidder's apartment. Um, I was on my way. I was It was... On my way to class up at UND, and I was on uh, Demers. I was going to turn left off of Demers uh, to head out to the main strip on campus. Yeah. And as I'm sitting there, uh, you know, so I'm sitting waiting for the light. Car coming towards me runs the red, just T-boned another car, and just right across the intersection, and I was collateral damage. I was actually on the I was actually on the phone with my mom at the time as we were talking about because it was right close to like the Christmas break. So I think we were talking about me coming home for that. Yeah. And so on her end, she got to hear me go, oh, shit, because you could see it coming. You know, I couldn't even imagine how you would exactly your facial expressions. You'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So so I got hit. But the car that ran the red, it was this black SUV, moved his car after the accident. So he took off. So right. the the car that he, he T-boned that had the right-of-way 
uh, you know, basically you could tell hip on the side. And then here's my green Grand Am, which had been the, the, the main thing they slammed into had the crushed front. So yeah. guess who got pulled into the cop car as the guy who caused the accident? That was me. Yeah. Oh. The cop brought me in and he's like, what happened? I'm like, I'm sitting at the light waiting to turn left. This happened. And you could just tell, like, he was not buying it. You know, like he was, I can understand, you know, he's looking at the cars. My car is crushed in the front. The other car is crushed on the side. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm probably at fault. He brings in the driver of the car that, that got hit. And that guy didn't even see who hit it. So he didn't know. So he didn't help. So mm. the officer, like, I mean, you could just tell, like, he wanted me to confess to this, and I wasn't because I didn't do it. But you could tell he wasn't right. believing me, and you knew this was going to go badly. The last person he brought into the squad car, because, of course, it's winter, so he's bringing us in to talk to yeah. us. The last one he brings in just happens to be the driver of a Budweiser truck that was next to me. <laughs> and he... He was able to say, no, the Green Grand Dam was, was sitting right there next to me waiting for the light. And uh, the, the cop was taking the statement, and he let the Budweiser truck driver go. He let the other guy go, and I was the last one in the car. And he handed me back my ID. He's like, I'm sorry I didn't believe you. <laughs> Just well, like, at, least, at least he apologized, you know? Yeah, I was really upset at the time because I loved that car. Um, yeah. yeah. I lost that, and I... I then ended up driving a Chevy Yukon for a while, which just wasn't as great as that Grand Am. So, but that's that's what happened to that, hey. that car. So, well, you remember that red Dodge Ram I had for pretty much all of college? Yes. Yeah, you know it lasted me up until about oh, till about 2014. It finally it blew a head gasket and a water pump. So I had to go. I was kind of, uh, I was kind of like not the great time to have it break down completely, and it's so old, had so many miles. So uh, I had, I went and got a used F one fifty. I was like, all right, you know, just get me, get me by, whatever. Um, no joke. I sold that truck for a thousand dollars cash, and it's now driving somewhere in San Antonio today. <laughs> the guy that bought it's like, yeah, oh, it's cheap. I'll fix it and. He's using it for God knows what in San Antonio. Yeah, the uh, the Yukon that I ended up uh, with, which I got from my parents, and I, I drove that mm-hmm. for a number of years until it started having problems, and my dad's like, you should just go out and actually get a new car. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. And he helped me do that, and then he got the Yukon back, and he finally, he actually just sold it uh, here recently. Oh, wow. I, I kid you not, he sells the damn thing. And like a week later, he gets a call from the guys who bought it. Hey, did you did you change the tires on? That's like, yeah. He goes, well, the tire fell off of it. My dad's like, no, well, too bad. I sold it as is. So, <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that one. Um, so, wait, the tire fell off. The tire fell off. Yes. Hmm. Damaged fender. Guy wasn't very happy. Hmm. <laughs> so, well, it's. Uh, it happens. I guess that, that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, well, what other good times? Uh, Brothers Blue moving. Uh, yeah. 
the 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 three of us uh, orchestrated by you farva mm-hmm. uh, as we've referenced before ended up uh moving an individual out of a, an apartment in about 40 minutes that's right it was really efficient and quick <laughs> yeah yeah for the uh for the audience this was just a rehash brothers blue moving company was kind of the unofficial moving company that kidder and i kind of ran and it was kind of this thing of we'd help you move but then you kind of owed us to help with another move or two or three but people ended up just having fun with us so we had people who kept coming back and we did a lot we helped move a lot of people um but one time farva reached out to us about a individual friend that he knew Kidder and I uh, somewhat knew who was in a very bad uh, situation marital-wise and she needed to get yeah. out. Basically, the only time that she could get out was when this guy went to the gym. And so when he went to the gym for an hour, uh, we showed up with the whole crew and we were able to pretty much clear the apartment in, yeah, like 30-40 minutes. Um, and it in fact, I think we took the toilet paper even just because we could. Uh, so, yeah. Yep, tell the you all. Yeah, I think the mom, because uh, the, the gal's mom was there, and she was just so shocked at how much stuff we were able to get out of there. Uh, she's like, I didn't think we'd get, you know, half of this stuff. It's like, no. <laughs> we called in every favor. We brought in everybody, so... Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I remember that. I just, you know, there were so many, so many good moments, like, you know, so many times that we were all hanging out, you know, barbecues, you know, I-29, baby. Oh, I-29. Gosh, I miss that place. Yeah, I was very closed. I know. I know. I, I, I saw that and I was, I'll be honest here. I was really sad because that's like, that's one of the best places in town if you just want to get a quick bite to eat. You know, twenty four seven, and uh, if you're studying or <laughs> doing yes. anything, yes, go to I twenty nine. Go to I twenty nine. Remember the ribs? See everybody else there. Oh yeah, remember the rib stickers? Yeah. Yep, those were delicious. Those Strawberry were... pie, the yes. uh, tortilla soup. Yep. Bison and... butter. Bison burgers were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breakfast was good. Let's be real; there there really wasn't any bad food there. I, I can't no. really recall any bad food. Brother Nico's favorite dish was the chef salad because <laughs> you get a whole head of lettuce in this giant ass bowl. <laughs> Just good, and uh, the the uh, chicken drummies with yep. the Louisiana hot sauce. Just just so just yeah. Uh, Amazing, yeah. And, and and our server Marie, she she knew what each of us drank and like. So you're going to have this tonight? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. This right yep. down. Yep. Ah, miss that place. I do. You know. You know. My dad loved that place. Anytime he came up to visit, he always wanted to go there at least once or twice while he was up to visit. So. That's always good, good times. Good memory of them too. Yeah, it is. It was. It's always a good memory, huh? Yeah. In fact, I'm you know. Gonna, oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kidder. <laughs> I was just gonna say the pancakes because you oh, yes. the pancakes and they were this big. 
Yeah. And then Nico would get them and they'd be this big. <laughs> just tiny. Like, it's like they knew. But what, what's what's your, your memory, Farva? Oh, gosh. I just remember it was a blizzard and everything was closed down except for I-29. Except for I-29 uh, truck stop. And I'll tell you what. They were always open, no matter what. They were like the post office. Rain, sleet, or snow, they were always open. Yeah, I remember many winter storms, blizzards, whatever the case. We're like, ah, kind of hungry. Like, we could eat. Well, shit, let's go over to I-29. And yeah. the interstates are closed. There's two two to six foot drifts everywhere. And we're <laughs> straight through and pull up. And the lights are, yep, yep, shit, they're open. Let's let's go in. <laughs> oh, yep. Oh, right, look. They got they got Maurice there. Hey, you know yeah. our orders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Gosh, good, good times. Good times. Good times. Oh, man. What else you so, want to touch on about uh, being up there at uh, the El Forco Grande? Oh, the Forco Grande. Uh, you know, you know, uh, looking back, I. I mean, I love this going to school and getting my degree. I mean, I think we all were like, yeah, cool. We, you know, did our thing, got our piece of paper. But I really love the time I spent with y'all, you know, our friends and just uh, doing goofy, stupid, silly shit and just laughing our asses off. Like you know, the, time, uh, the, the three of us went, uh, three of us plus went storm chasing to uh, find some of the tornadoes south of town. Oh, yeah! And, uh, the, famous, the famous picture of Howard driving because uh, I was, you know, watching the clouds and yeah. uh, taking some pictures. So I got, I got a famous photo of Howard trying to see the road, and he's like this, and he's got his... Uh, uh, what, what would you call the, that hat there, there, Howard? I'm trying to remember the photo. That's that's. I was trying to remember what you. It's a really shitty photo. It was getting dark, so I used the flash. So you're like, (laughs) from the side, but it's like one of those the driver hats or the golf hats. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because I just moved into this place and I'm unpacking. I actually just found that hat, Kidder, and I kid you not, I'm like, oh my hat. And as I had pulled it out. I snapped the bill on it. So, unfortunately, I just broke that hat. So You I killed it. it but, yeah. You, just, you killed it. It took you almost 16 years, but you killed it. Well, it's mostly been in storage <laughs> for a good chunk of that. But, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Kidder, are you talking about the same one that hit Northwood? No, it wasn't, wasn't that night. Because okay. uh, that afternoon, I was driving back from Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. Well... You know, the Northwood one, I actually was on I-29 as it was about to jump, and it spun me in my truck 360 on the highway. Aren't those awesome? They are. (laughs) They were. But then I was like, I could have died. This was a poor choice. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. It's just a car wash. I survived. I mean, right. it's just a re- yeah, it's a good car wash. Just a recreation of the movie Twister. You know, red Dodge Ram pickup, tornadoes, all, all similar. You just needed some somebody or something named Dorothy in the back, so then it could fly out. Yes, <laughs> or a, or a cow going by. <laughs> yeah, 
We got cows. God, I hate Twister. I hate that movie. Hey, you know they're remaking it. That's what's really funny. Great. Yeah. Maybe we can flush that turd down the toilet too. So, so, so Kidder. Okay, yeah. here we go. Well, let's what? do a little ranking. Okay. What? I want you to rank the following: Twister, Ice Twisters, Sharknado. So those three. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> you know, <clears throat> if uh, it's it's uh. like it's like picking diarrhea in a toilet, <laughs> sharding, or skid marks in your pants. Like it, there's, it, it's kind of all the same same garbage, but they're equally bad, right? <laughs> I don't know if they're equally bad. I, some of those are a lot worse than you just even described. Yeah, it's like watching any of those movies. <laughs> so, so come on, give a quick ranking. If I had to sit you down with one of those to watch, what 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 one would you tolerate? <laughs> I, I'd probably tolerate... Well, I was going to say something completely different, but I'm not going to say that on the show because I don't want to make people worried for my mental health. <laughs> so I guess I would watch Twister because I could somewhat tolerate it. The other two, I guess Ice Twisters and then Sharknado. I guess. I mean, this is like if the, those are the only three videos left on, on Earth and there has to be some form of entertainment or bathroom watching. See, and I, I think I would rank it Sharknado, Twister, Ice Twisters, Pacific Rim. You know, just to say. Wow. Oh, whoa. What Whoa. throwing throwing some massive <laughs> Goku shade at Pacific Rim? That's no, I'm just trolling a certain audience member. That's okay. all that is at this point. <laughs> all right. Well, you you know who you are. So thanks thanks for your patronage and thanks for helping to keep this show on the air. Please uh, give us a thumbs up or a comment if you would uh, right underneath this video because I know that you're probably watching it on our YouTube stream. So. Please give us a thumbs up. We, we appreciate it. We don't call out anybody here far, but never. We we don't don't recognize yeah, yeah. any. No, no. But if you if you do if you do want to be called out, as in like have a shout out, you could do that by buying us a beer at beerbluesbs.com. You just click the buy us a beer button, type a message. We can talk about it right here on the show. And say thanks, hmm. person who bought us a beer. You get your shout out right there. Beerbluesbs.com. Easy there. enough. Buy us a beer. And we That's... promise not to make it a passive aggressive message about how you've stood us up for the past 24 episodes. <laughs> like another individual from a certain landlocked state in the center of the country. That also. Chicago. Yeah, that has a very famous university. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And does some NASCAR stuff usually around my birthday. Yep, yep. 
But, you know, it's not like we're really <clears throat> calling anybody out. No, no, no I, I, I don't I don't see that one bit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not that it's been, you know, 24 and a half weeks at this point, because, you know, we switched our premiere days from Sunday to Friday to give you a little bit of an extra time, an extra three days. I mean, but whatever, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you know, I think he already lost the race on this one. That's that's the unfortunate part. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, shoot. Well, so before before we move on to some of our topics that uh, that we were going to talk about and, and then have you join in on. Yeah. Uh, is any any other topics that you want to discuss or bring about, you know, things from Grand Forks or anywhere else? Anything? <laughs> Okay. Um, it's, it's really the Farva free for all right now. Farva free for all. You go. Oh, oh man. Oh, you know something really interesting that I think is unique is uh, what I currently do right now. Uh, we, we were kind of talking a little bit before the show started. Uh, working a dog. Uh, I know Mark and I have. Uh, talked over the, the last few years and telling them like some of the things I've found or gotten, but you know, it's really interesting. Um, you know, what dogs can really do and how, how they're utilized to locate things and people. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I grew up with dogs. In fact, yeah. I was out at, out at the ranch tonight. Um, and <laughs> We had four dogs out there, um, <laughs> to which Junior was happy. He was yeah. constantly, he kept picking up Nyla bones. I kept like walking up to the individual dogs like, eh, eh, you want this? You want this? He just wanted one dog to take this Nyla bone out of his head. And none of them were interested. <laughs> but, well, uh, let Junior, let Junior play with Medora and just give him a Kong. He'll take it. He'll be good. Yeah, it, it's all right. He was he was still having fun. He he eventually found the bucket of balls and was throwing balls, and they were bringing them back. And uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, my dad actually was at a uh, a hunting event that was supposed to have uh, uh, Senator Hoven, one of the North Dakota hmm. senators. Um, there. Oh, I remember he was governor back when I was in school. Yeah, he's he's now a senator. Senator, and my dad was uh, working as one of the guides for this event, and. Um, and, and he's actually, my dad has been a guide for the the current governor, uh, Governor Doug Burgum, here a couple of times. And as my dad likes to put it, he goes, the governor wouldn't remember me, but he knows my dogs. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> my, my dad's trained some very, uh, very, and, and has some very well-trained wired uh, here pointing for bonds. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is a, an amazing skill set. But I mean, yeah, you work a canine unit. And those dogs are amazing in things they can do too. I mean, they are well, and, but absolutely, just like you said, you know, your dad's like, oh, they don't know me, they know the dog. Same thing here. People don't know me, but they know my dog, and they see my dog, they're like, oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Clearly proving that dogs are better than cats. They are. They absolutely are. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's interesting because. Um, you know, it's how we exploit the dog's, you know, um, internal workings to our benefit. I mean, 
just like enhance, uh, not exploit. Enhance, enhance, <laughs> enhance. <laughs> Here, hold on. I caught up in the repeater for a second there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Glittering and, um, but uh, no, it's it's just it's very interesting and in, and in how we how they're utilized and I get her. I see over there laughing and it's just. You're going to set me off laughing, <laughs> um, But it, you know what? I, I would have to say, it's a lot of fun. The only thing that sucks is when the dog's having a bad day and it leaves a present in the back. Not a fun time. And my dog, Medor, German Shepherd, cool, kick-ass dog. Nope, no, 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 no points about it. I'll tell you a great thing about him. See, I was on a, it was about two years ago. I was on a vacation day. I was just uh, seeing, uh, at the time, she's now my wife, but she was just my, God, was it fiance or girlfriend? I can't remember. Anyway, I was just chilling over at her place, and I see on the local news that one of the hotels in our city is on fire, and it's turning into a giant shit show. So me, of course, as we were just, just discussing about good work ethic, I call my supervisor and I said, hey, I'm off, but do you need me to come in? He goes, yeah, I would really appreciate it. I can go take up a, a spot to free an officer to go back on the street, you know, and help out, right? Well, as I'm sitting out there doing traffic control, uh, let's just say a fast food chain that's right next door decided to get everyone that was there a cheeseburger, fries, and a Coke, every the police fire and EMS. So when they come to me, I get my stuff. I put it in my car real quick because I got a direct traffic. This dog of mine has an access panel to get to where I sit, you know, like a, a, a pass through, you know, between the front seat and the rear. Kid already knows where I'm going with this one. And <laughs> this dog unlocks the door finds the bag with the cheeseburger and the french fries, puts his nose in, unravels it, pulls the cheeseburger and the fries, takes it back, and then also finds a way to put the bag in a position where it doesn't look like it's been opened and shut the door. And a couple minutes later, I hop in the car. I'm like, cool, I can get a meal. I go in and go, where's the fuck? Where, where, where the, where's my shit? And all of a sudden I hear the back this... I turn on the, the cargo light that's in his kennel. I open the door, and there he is, eating a cheeseburger and french fries, just totally on his back, paws up, having this blast. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. And this is the stuff I deal with every day. If I got jerky, I'll find it missing. And I have found him, and a couple times I will say, uh, I'll be on like a call or a traffic stop. And then all of a sudden, a siren will go off, and I take my flashlight and I put it in the driver's seat. What do I see? There's my canine partner sitting in my seat, and he put his paw on the steering wheel, setting off the siren. I was like, "Thanks, buddy. Hi, I'm dead. I'm here." It's kind of like being married. It is twenty four seven, three sixty five. I'm with this guy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's. I can tell you some of the things like that. Um, you just got to go, where do they come up with this stuff? How do they do it? Uh, and my guy is a, is a Houdini. <laughs> yeah, dogs are always interesting, and they always do make for great uh, stories. Uh, I have an old 
friend from way back in middle school and one of one of his better stories was um his his parents drove a car that on the key fob if you hit the button too many times it would actually kind of do a da 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 you know just kind of <laughs> one of those gimmicky things and so they were work, walking to the car and uh they had their golden retriever there the golden retriever was sitting of course in the driver's seat you know hands on the steering wheel looking out and they're they're hitting the button trying to you know get the car unlocked hits it too many times and it plays whatever the little jingle was but you know so <laughs> this this old man happened to be walking by when this happened and it just scared him and he turns and he looks and here's this golden retriever you know sitting looking out the window and the <laughs> old man turns to him and go goes, bad dog bad dog <laughs> to Push the button. Uh, the That's button a bad dog. Saw. <laughs> I mean, you, like, sir. <laughs> my friend was laughing because, I mean, as I said, he was just down the aisle. Uh, from the way. So, like, he saw it happen, and he's just like, it was hilarious to him. But, oh, oh, yeah. Well, Dogs are great. They are. Oh, this this guy, even when I first met him, you know, because it's, it's a weird process. Like, I felt like I ordered a car. It was like, okay, uh. Farbo, well, what kind of car do you, what kind of dog do you want? It was like, well, I want the German Shepherd model with this kind of coloring, and I want to have this. And you're like, okay, that's how it was. And no joke, I, I said, well, I want a, a male German Shepherd. Uh, I want to be very calm and cool because I, I actually do go into schools, you know, particularly with a lot of kids. Don't want a dog that's going to get spun up. Well, like, okay, cool, we found them, and. Uh, you know, I go to meet them for the, uh, you know, start of my course. You know, they introduce you. Hey, this is your dog. They go, here's Medor. And I go, hey, I noticed that all the other dogs have different collars than mine. Like, they're all the same, but mine's mine's different. It, It's like really heavy duty. You know, it's a metal buckle and all this other thing. And they go, yeah, your dog broke his collar. So we had to put something that basically is indestructible because he likes to destroy collars. And I was like, shit. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it was a month-long course uh, that I went to learn how to work them door and become a team. And on the weekends, we were free. It was off time. And uh, my first week, because, you know, we won't, we won't go into it, but I, was, uh, I had my pickup truck, my F-150, to have, and I needed to go home that weekend to actually get the canine car. I was like, finally, I get the canine car. Well, when I got back, the other handlers that were, uh, I was I was at school with. They tell me and they said, "Yeah, hey, Mador broke out of the kennel over the weekend." I said, "Oh." They go, "Yeah, he broke out. He broke the metal lock. He came out and then he sat by the front gate waiting for us in the morning to be fed. He just sat there waiting for all of us while the other dogs are spinning around doing shit." I was like, "So what you're saying is my dog's a Houdini?" They're like, "Yes, yes, he is. He is special." I was like, "That's my boy," and. Uh, <laughs> And even one time, like, I go in, you know, a daily thing in the morning and the evening when you go to the schoolhouse, as we call it, right? Uh, you have to ho- hose down their run, feed them, change out their water, you know, do all that stuff. As you know, Chris, that, you know, it's a routine. All of a sudden, my, my partner in crime over here, my, my boy, starts n- nipping all over my, my tack pants. And I look to the instructor who I'm friends with and I, but you know, now, but at the time it's just the instructor. I said, Hey, why is, 
why is my dog nipping at me like around my legs? Like what 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 what's up with that? And he goes, he thinks you got ticks on you, so he's he loves you. He's he's trying to get the ticks off you. And I was like, well, that's cool. I'm glad we're bonding, but what makes you think I got ticks on me? I'm like seriously, what the hell? You know, uh, this dog, like I said, just crazy, stupid shenanigans. And the Farvets, by the way, the you know the kiddos taught him how to sleep on the couch in the bed. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. And and I know Kidder has seen pictures of um you know some of the busts I've made, you know, with you know uh you know showing the, the money shot as it is. And you've probably Howard, you've probably seen some photos of, of Medora, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hundred pound German Shepherd. He's not t- he's not tiny. He's big. I've I was laying on the couch one time and taking a nap. All of a sudden, I felt a hundred pound weight jumping on my on my chest and on my legs. What do I see? My partner trying to become a lap dog. Hundred pounds, and he's just all like, <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, thank you, thank you. But yeah. you know, I'll tell you, it's fun. I enjoy it. I probably could do it for the remainder of my working career, but uh, yeah, a lot of stories that uh, probably not appropriate for the channel. <laughs> it's like one of the dogs that uh, that I got to work with uh, as well. Just a just a quick shout out because yeah. she was a crazy mofo and <laughs> just let me like, guess, some Malinois? Was it a Malinois? No, German Shepherd actually. That was uh, one of the. One of the last German shepherds before they switched to the melon was, but um, she was extremely high strung and we're all BSing uh, at the end of the day. And mm. we were out at public works to getting gas and stuff and uh, all talking. They're throwing the, the tennis ball around. It was like her favorite tennis ball, right? Yeah. And she brings it over to me and drops it. And I'm like, uh okay so I, mm. and they're like yeah just go and throw it and I'm, I'm like i don't i don't know if i i want to reach it <laughs> she's like she's nuts but i picked it up tossed it and they're like yeah she likes it well i'm glad because she didn't bite my arm off you're so, like gee thanks yeah like i appreciate that and then of course my hand was like in in dog slobber so <laughs> Just hey. wipe it on the grass and hey, know, that's, whatever. That's just normal. Hey, I had a dog yeah. um, that I took the bites because uh, that's one of the things I do do during training is I put I called the decoy. So I'll take the bites. You know, I get that armored sleeve on, and this dog will bite through it. Actually, bit through a sleeve one time, got into my arm, and no joke, my training partners are laughing. They are videotaping me getting bit through, and I'm like, oh my god, it's biting me! It's really biting me! It's hurting! I'm like, flailing like a little schoolgirl, and they're just laughing. They are laughing and videotaping this, and uh, um, this no joke. for the Christmas video. It was excellent. Actually, I want to say uh, my best man and one of my groomsmen in my wedding, you know, the wedding number number, I can't remember, but it wasn't the one that we're all familiar with. <laughs> hey, you gotta make fun of yourself at some point, right? Uh, welcome, they to were, uh, welcome to the show, where you can just make fun of yourself and make people laugh. Um, Good company. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he was my best man. He brought that up at the wedding. He goes, and here's here's 
here's Farva being like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> but uh, no joke, that dog, you know, bites the sleeve, bites me. If I'm not wearing that sleeve, it sits on my lap and licks me to death. I'm like, go figure, you know, mm-hmm. go figure. No, my my dad had one dog that was um, it was a Chesapeake Bay Retriever, and yeah. they were out uh, pheasant hunting first uh, opening weekend in South Dakota and first walk, and this dog in trying to clear a barbed wire fence actually. Um, caught the barbed wire and actually just split its stomach open. Um, and they they immediately rushed it to the vet. You know, the vet stitched it up and it's like, this dog's done. No more hunting. You know, it, it, it's it's done. And so my dad's like, well, okay. <laughs> you know, so I'll leave it in the car and we'll we'll just hunt, you know, and and that. So because they wanted to at least finish that you know the day yeah you know it yeah it was kind of one of those things like they had just gotten there they were like well we might as well finish so they leave the dog in the car uh in the kennel with yeah the like front windows like halfway rolled down as they walked this field and the first time they flush birds and somebody shoots all of a sudden here comes this damn dog running across the field to make the retrieve it had somehow opened its kennel climbed out, crawled all the way to the front, climbed out of the half-open window, jumped <laughs> out of the suburban, and then proceeded to run across the field to make the retrieve. I mean, hey, that's like, a... shit, we're hunting it the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they the, the working dogs truly do not know anything other than work. It is, it, you know, I'm sure your dad would have the same thing. He's like, Yep, I've seen dogs just do some pretty stupid things, but when they're in there, when they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, it's it's kind of you take a step back and go, "Wow." Yeah, Kidder has an incredible work ethic. I mean, he talked about having three jobs in college and such. I mean, yeah. I I think that there's that. Well, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't do a lick on this show, but you know, it is. I did. I I felt like we were getting a little too serious. We need some comedy. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to be serious. I didn't mean to be serious. So since you brought it up, I'm going to take a moment here. Oh, no. I'm going to show you some work, you dirty bastard, because you need to see see what what is now available. It It was previewed, but now you get to see it right here. There it is. Brand new design. Available now. BeerBluesBS.com. Yes. Don't drink in stairs, folks. There it is. <laughs> live and live in living color. You too can have the BeerBluesBS.com and Beer Blues BS apparel right there for you. Some good advice. Look at this. Pretty much every color available. There's a good Sioux Green for you. Perhaps you'd like the traditional Sioux Pink or white there it is und colors represented or the uh shall we say um uh, what what would the word be uh <laughs> i'm looking for a word here basically the honorary official color for und black there it is so beerbluesbs.com click on merch there you go 
Yeah, I and did something for this show. Damn it. <laughs> now go buy the shirts or the glasses I, I, or something. I just want to throw out that that was my design, design that Kidder felt the need to tweak. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and if man. you look, I just didn't tweak it. I used both of them. I I did that. I, I sent him just a plain black outline and a plain white one, and he put them together. So more <laughs> dimensions. So that's 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 Kidder having to go in and fix my stuff, which I'm a little disappointed, mm-hmm. Kidder. Uh, for those who have been following on Facebook, there's been a little bit of a nitpicking back and forth between Kidder and I because... <laughs> no nitpicking? What kind of shit is that? Well, I'm just saying, there's, there's these little digs that we've been taking at each other because uh, we had the preview for the episode that launched tonight come out on Thursday. And in it, I confessed about my not being great at social media and coming up with hashtags. And I made a joke about putting a hashtag in that said, Kidder will fix this. And I did that, to which Kidder responded with hashtag I'm not fixing this. And I'm in front of it. Kidder, please fix it or something along those lines. So there's there's been some back and forth um, about but. It's not a dig. Just said I'm not going to fix it. <laughs> More of a proclamation. I do declare this hashtag stays the same. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, there might be future hashtags, Kidder. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Ah. Don't worry, worry, Howard. I'm not good at social media either. That's why I don't really have much of it. So you're good. Yeah, I I often say I wouldn't have social media if it wasn't for my job right now. Yeah. Especially Oscar Zero. That that's that's on my bucket list. You gotta come up and see it, man. It's it's a cool site. I just you got to get the Huey up there, man. you got to get the Huey up there. We're working on it. We just got kind of some of the first shipping quotes, and we're got to try to figure out how to swing it, but we're trying. We are. We're trying. My site supervisor's like, I could take the site truck and our flatbed, and I can get so much of it on, but I need permits, unfortunately, for most of it, so we're going <laughs> to have to. Like, we're trying. Um, yeah, no, that's a... It is a super cool uh, site. I... And and I'm going to say this: uh, our my site supervisor there. I mean, one he makes Cold War history just fascinating. If you're following his Facebook, um, I am. Site, it, it, it's fascinating. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say this. Actually, today was our big site summit. We had all of our site mm-hmm. supervisors in, and uh, my site supervisor uh, Rob, he uh, he wrote a book, and. Actually, after our site summit, he had to drive to, he's driving to Nebraska, where he's from, because he won an award for best nonfiction military. Oh, wow. Nebraska Historical Society. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to introduce you now as award winning author. And he chuckled at it, thinking, aha, you know, this is Howard making it a little joke. Yeah. And one of the parts of our site summit is we do a big sites and review. We invite, kind of the rest of the agency to come in and hear what sites did over the summer. And uh, when his turn came up, I I beat him to the podium and I'm like, I joked that I, you know, I said, I I I told Rob I was going to do this. I think he thought I was joking, but, uh, and you could just see him go, Oh no. And I'm like, 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. You know, the site supervisor of Ronald Reagan Man Man Missile Site, Rob Branting. And I should add, best selling author. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> and he had to come down. He's like, guys, it's just an award from the Nebraska State Historical Society. It's, it's not, and he, you know, he's kind of justifying why it shouldn't be a big deal. And then he like realized that he hadn't done his. He's got a very traditional. If you've ever watched any of the videos from Oscar Zero, uh, he's kind of got a very traditional intro. So he, he's like, well, I, I realized I didn't say who I was, you know. And he's like, I'm Rob, and I'm the site supervisor of the Ronald Reagan Minuteman Missile Site, which is made up of Oscar Zero and November 33. And our executive director, who was sitting in on the meeting, and he's in the second row, just yells out, "And award big author." <laughs> so, I just say it was, it's a great site, uh, and it's it's such a cool thing to go fifty feet underground and and, and be it just. It feels like you're from the whole moment you walk into that site. It feels like you're walking into a time capsule, and and then well, go underground. It's just incredible. Well, you know, I actually enjoy the Cold War. The Cold War to me is interesting because. The massive military buildup and the fact that designs and weapons and theories on both sides of the curtain, you know, on mutually assured destruction, which eventually ended with Soviet Union going bust and dissolving, which strangely enough feels like it's coming back, but eh, that's the Russian bear for you. Um, he absolutely, you're right, he sells the Cold War. Like, you listen to it, you're like, I want to know more. It's almost like the, uh, uh, was it Starship Troopers? If you want to know more, press now. <laughs> you know, it's like you want to, you know, you, you want to hear more. Do you so. want to know more? More? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's got a great, he's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. And, and it's worth, if you if you go on, on that Facebook page and you dig uh, deep enough, there are some just great comedic videos he has put out. My my favorite one of my favorite ones is uh, one where he posts these like I felt it was you know he's like brave intrepid explorer at our site decided to to climb Mount Sundalov and here he is it was the snow pile from where he had plowed you know all winter <laughs> and also you see him just kind of run up and he's got a little American flag and he gets about halfway up and he just he reach up and just like, ah! And, just, <laughs> and it is. It's just oh, it's wow. funny. Uh, there's that one. There's another one that he released, which was a blooper from a video where he was talking uh, over by the escape hatch. And as he was talking, he, he caught, as he was looking at the camera, that the way he had his hand was creating a, a, a shadow of a bunny. Mm. <laughs> on, 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 and so he like stops and says, "Also, you just see him go." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it's it's very much worth it. And if you have any sort of interest, or even if you don't have interest in the Cold War, I, go check out that Facebook page. They're doing some I, amazing stuff. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Howard. Based on you know what you were saying, I actually went in on the Facebook page and you know not only liked it but watched his videos. Truly a showman. Right there, um, interesting. And actually, I'm like, I'm already thinking next summer. I was like, I'm planning to make a road trip. Uh, you know, maybe uh, swing on up the old I-29 to I-94 and kind of kitty quarter my way up to Oscar Zero. You know, uh, 
in one of the episodes that's I think just coming out. Anyway, we Kidder and I have been talking about doing a road trip up there, so maybe it has to be the three of us and uh, go enjoy that. And such. That could be a lot of fun. Definitely. No, I think it'd be great. It'd relive all the old memories of us three being silly, hilarious, and all of our shenanigans. Yes. Yeah, yes. That, uh, that yes. very much would be uh, a lot of fun. Well, what are we gonna what are we gonna talk about next, gents? Well, the, the, this next topic is one that Kidder put down, and Kidder tread lightly, tread lightly, because <laughs> I will end you. And why would you, I? Because, he likes it shake. He likes it shaken, not stirred. Because I haven't seen the new Bond movie. I know you have. If you spoil this, I mean, I have only seen like the first trailer. I know nothing. So mm-hmm. tread carefully. You ruined this okay. movie for me. I'm. I actually, I, I will tell you this, Kidder. We were uh, we were up in Grand Forks this last weekend. And my brother-in-law called my uh, my father-in-law as we were in the hotel room after the game and starts talking about it because he went and saw it. And my wife, my wife beat me to it. It's like, hey, hey, because my father-in-law had it on speakerphone because you're we trying to settle into the Like, mm. hey, some of us haven't seen this. Don't talk about it. And he just kept talking. My father-in-law eventually had to turn it off speaker. So <laughs> at least he did that. And like I said... I was going to give you the rundown of this in a non-spoiler way because, like you, I'm the same way where I don't even uh, a lot of times want to see the trailers for these movies because I want to go into the movie and experience the movie for what it's worth. Same thing with sitting through the previews. Enjoying my damn overpriced popcorn and my overpriced icy or Coke and just have a good time of it. But I felt that it's necessary and timely because all these posts and reviews are, it's Daniel Craig's best as Bond and it's his last <laughs> film. And I, I feel that I have a duty as a co-host on a podcast <laughs> with our tens and tens of followers to make sure that I share my non-spoiler opinion on this movie. So, I don't want to lead you into the whole premise of you're going to love this, you're going to hate this, because you can make up your own mind on your movie, and I don't want to sway your opinion one way or another. What I will say about this movie is number one, there are some wonderful moments in this movie that are Bond, which I appreciate. In fact, in the theater, I was giggling out of excitement because it is James Bond. The other part, there's a lot of stuff that I hated about this movie. I don't want to go into specifics because you will see them during the movie. And... It's possible that once you see it, you'll be like, I, I, I don't like that either. Or you might like it. Ah. <laughs> Again, being as generic. Farva, have you seen have you seen the new movie? No Time to Die? No, and I, I, I want to see it, but okay. I have read some of the reviews for it, and I've seen kind of what you're talking about, where 
there's some moments that are really awesome <laughs> and some that just make you make you wonder and uh, I love this because he thinks He's treading more onto the deep water than I am. (laughs) What what I love, I I don't love about this, but I do love about it at the same time is that you watching the YouTube version of this cannot see the faces that Howard is making right now (laughs) because he's got this shit eating grin on his face. Like you're right there. You're going to say something. You're almost saying too much. Hey, I I think I tread the line perfectly there, Howard. Wouldn't you agree? I've just given both of you the stink eye as you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I I was just going to say, if you haven't followed, uh, Kidder had posted that he had gone and seen the movie and somebody had asked him, like, hey, what'd you, you know, and he's like, I'll give my opinion on beer blues and BS, and I immediately opt on with the comments like, "No spoilers." <laughs> so, yeah, verified. That's true. That's true. That's truth, and it wasn't even on the beer blues BS page on Facebook, which you can click the thumbs up on. Mm-hmm. So, I talked about uh, two of the main points again: uh, real high for me, and kind of a low. There's some nice moments in there. But there's some very unnecessary pieces in the movie, both writing and characteristics that just didn't need to be in there. And and then the ending. Not a fan. Just in the overall sense of it, of a movie and a Bond movie from the traditional movies throughout the franchise. So overall... I did not like the movie. Like there were some great moments in it that I really enjoyed, but the overall movie I did not like. And uh, frankly, I'll just pretend that it didn't exist and I won't buy it. I have the Daniel Craig collection in my collection. And that's the Daniel Craig collection. This was just a movie with Daniel Craig in it. So, out of like one to five, just because there were great moments in it, two and a half. Well, at least you're being fair. I mean, like I said, there there, there were there were moments, and and I know Howard's gonna watch this, and and he's gonna he's gonna pick them out. He's like, this is one of the moments Kidders were talking about. Just yeah, awesome. He will because moments. Well, he will because I mean. Howard's a big James Bond fan, you know, uh, and I know, in fact, I remember this discussion the three of us had in 2010, right, before, uh, no, 2007, right before I left for the airlines. I remember we talked about this, and if I remember correctly, Howard stated his favorite Bond was um, Timothy Dalton. Was not one of your... Because uh, he was more to the book, right? Uh, he is more to the book. And so yeah. I, I do enjoy uh, Timothy Dalton's uh, take on it. He he unfortunately had two of the... Crappiest movies? Well, <laughs> the, the problem was is that he was coming off of the Roger Moore run. And so they 
Roger Moore's run was extremely campy, right? That that's campy, ball, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but Moonraker was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. That I, I go listen. I I enjoy the camp of the the Roger Moore run. Like you just have to accept that this is going to yeah. be camp, and you just need to enjoy it for for that. It's like watching the old Adam West Batman. You know, it's yeah. Camp. You're 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 going for kind of just this light-hearted kind of feel with it. And that, that was kind of Roger Moore's run. And Timothy Dalton kind of took it up to the next level. And, and they when they switched to him, then they tried to go really realistic and darker. And mm-hmm. it, it just, it didn't, like, it was too much of a shift. Well, I think, I think had Timothy Dalton, you know, same age, but had he been done uh, kind of when Daniel Craig started, he probably would have been more successful, I think, on a box office realm. Um, because if you look at Daniel Craig from Casino Royale, and we won't put No Time to Die, we'll just stop it where, you know, the before. Daniel Craig definitely had the depth of a dark, grittier Bond. He wasn't that campy, you know, Pierce Brosnan, joke-filled, sex-filled thing. Nothing saying is wrong with it, because GoldenEye is still one of my favorite Bond films of all times. Well, um, I mean, it- yeah, Pierce Brosnan kind of was was the bridge. It's it's mm-hmm. almost you needed that, right? Yeah, Brosnan kind of was. It still had that camp of more, mm-hmm. but a bit more serious, and it kind of allowed us to 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 get darker. I I think if you would have switched like Brosnan with Dalton's run, I think Dalton could have been a success. If you uh- if you gave him the right story too, because yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think had Dalton done golden, I think he would have been real successful, but um, you know, I, I, and like I said, I remember the three of us having this conversation, listing out our favorite bonds and all that, you know, shoot. Uh, I remember we used to do, remember when we had the game nights when we played apple to apples, I remember how I was banned from using the create your own card. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I remember during those same game nights, we also talked about the Bond series. And, um, you know, from what I've read review-wise, Daniel Craig, I mean, he's going to go down as a good Bond. He played a good Bond, but uh, the the reviews have been so mixed on No Time to Die. And I'll wait till I see it to give it my own impression, but if if it's true with what Kidder's saying, which I have no doubt it is, we're going to see it and go, yep, that doesn't make sense, or that doesn't fit to the normal Bond persona. Yeah. And that, and Daniel be- Craig is an executive producer on the movie, just for, just so there's, you know, uh, that piece of information. Mm-hmm. So he, he had, I'm guessing, at least moderate input into the movie overall. Yeah. So... Yeah, it it takes kind of the right hand, I think, to to handle Bond because, for the most part, in Bond in the Bond movie franchise, Bond is not a character that has story arc whatsoever. You know, he's the same guy from day one through, and the only time that they've ever really done story arc was um, when they did on Her Majesty's Secret Service where they actually gave Bond a wife and killed yep. him off. And I don't care that that's a spoiler because 
my god that movie is old um yeah <laughs> god you know my god that movie's old what was that the seven george wasn't was it, wasn't that george lazarby too Yes, the the yeah. one guy who was so bad that Sean Connery came back to the role out, out of retirement. He came back and did Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, I yeah. say, Money Penny, I had to kill the old Bond to make way for me. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like that was a bit of a story arc, but really, they they yeah. came, like you can watch Bond movies in any order for the most part, and they just it doesn't yeah. matter. Until you get to to the Daniel Craig run, and then they tie in, and there's a story, and it progresses a bit, which is fine. I, I don't have a problem with that, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad well, that Craig came back for one more movie, but I was kind of also okay with Spectre being his last. Yeah, you know, it it felt like they had finished it. It felt like this was a money grab. Oh, I, I I could agree, but you know the one thing in the previous you know Spectre, you know they showed the old MI6 building that was blown up during the Pierce Brosnan days, and I'm just kind of like, why would we tie into that? Because now you're almost it's almost the time parallel. We're we're, we're starting to do Star Trek stuff here. We're starting to go back in a time that didn't exist, and technically James Bond would have been the Pierce Brosnan based on the age. So. Uh, I, 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 I'm with you. I think uh, No Time to Die might have been just more a money grab. I'll still sit and watch it, give it a fair, you know, unbiased view. But if it's truly got a couple of great Bond moments, but then more of a, um, you know, unnecessary story or just things that aren't really part of the Bond persona of films, it's gonna, it's it's gonna round out the series with just. Negative, yeah. right? And so I they, think it's. Oh, I was going to just say, I, I think part of that is you get new people writing and directing Bond, and maybe they don't have quite that nostalgia, of yeah, it, or that same love and passion of it, and so they're well, we'll change this, we'll add this, we could do this tone, and not realize that's kind of out of line for this series. So. Yeah. So the one you know uh, extra piece with no time to die is there are continuations from the previous Craig movies. So it does tie into the overall arc of Daniel Craig's tenure as James Bond since Casino Royale callbacks to Casino Royale. Right. So, you know, without it being a spoiler and uh, things, whatever. So that's something else I enjoyed to bring in extra pieces to those other movies. And yes, uh, to your point, Spectre, I do feel was a nice wrap up of the Craig series. This one had it been written differently and tying in those pieces with the rest of them would have been a a great way to finalize Daniel Craig's tenure as James Bond. But again, the the issues I have is like when you go to a movie, it's any movie and you're sitting there and you're watching the dialogue between people and, and you have that feeling inside and you're like, this is unnecessary. Why am I 
what why do i want to get invested in this why do i care about this what is this person doing here and the overall like it, it, for the script for the story i'm not vested in this person like i don't give two craps about it in fact somebody that uh, i used to work with we had a show called it it's called this movie a woke piece of garbage so <laughs> i mean that person's take is completely different than than what i'm going through and i saw that before i went and i'm like oh Oh, great. This is going to be interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still worth a watch. Go watch it. I don't want to spoil any of it. I want to have this discussion after you've seen it, because then we can specifically pick apart pieces of the movie that you thought were great and pieces that are garbage and really go from there. But I do have to say with the bonds over time. Uh, I, I do enjoy Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig, uh, finally getting into the Daniel Craig series, if you will, of the bond movies and, uh, really enjoying his portrayal of bond, James Bond. Daniel Craig's definitely working himself into the, to going down as one of the better bonds that have, you know, been portrayed. Uh, I still am kind of with uh, Chris. I, I'm, I like Timothy Dalton, you know, um, and I like Pierce Brosnan. I mean, GoldenEye is still my number one. Like, if I were to rank Bond films to watch, GoldenEye is number one. Howard has something to say about that. Oh, I know. He's going <laughs> to tell me it's bad. And I know. No, but I, no? I think Golden. I think GoldenEye is a fine film for a Bond movie. It's... And the game was fantastic. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I still play that game when the, when the girls come to visit. We play Nintendo 64. We're playing GoldenEye. You know, I... Golden I, Gun I was, only. <laughs> I was big on GoldenEye until Perfect Dark came around, and that... Yes, Perfect Dark I, was a good game. We were I'm, awesome at that game. We Laptop oh, Gun... Howard and I played that the shit out of that game and uh, unlocked the secret character Elvis stuff like that, so you can play <laughs> as Elvis. I mean, we we probably put in months <laughs> on that game. You, you want to know? Uh, here's a here's a fun side story with that uh, kidder because I I have Perfect Dark on my my Xbox. Uh, and for a while, uh, I was living with Shuey when I was living in Dickinson and we were playing, uh, perfect dark and he wanted to play uh, counter operative. So perfect dark came with the counter operative mode where one person played as the, the main, uh, hero went out of dark, but the other person plays as the bad guys in the level and tries to kill Joanna dark. Mm. Uh, he may have rage quit. On that one, uh, <laughs> bad move. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking of how he probably had zero a clue of how, with all of our training for that game or Halo, that you never play oh, against us, and. That's where the Unholy Alliance came from, the UA, which this is a UA production, the Unholy Alliance, 
because the two of us, as in Howard and I, always had to be brothers or on the same team. Because if we were on opposite teams, or if it was a free-for-all, nobody scored. Everybody's score was shit. If we were on the same team, we would cream everybody. Because if if one of us, we would always make side side packs, basically like, hey, you know, it's fine. You don't kill me, I don't kill you. And then we just went our separate ways. We stay away from each other. And then... He'd accidentally snipe me from across the map, or I'd accidentally rocketed him from. He's like, "Oh, that's on now!" Like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know. So then the two of us, we wouldn't care about anybody else if somebody popped up in front of us. But then we'd go to the next, and we'd look around the corner. We'd find each other and kill each other, and then spawn and find each other, kill each other, find each other, kill. Each other. I mean, it was just. A, it's just a spiral, infinite spiral. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and actually, yeah, the UA formed the same time I got the Howard nickname because it was at the same LAN party in your basement. And it was. Kidder and I just kept killing each other. And eventually <laughs> it's like, hey, packed. I won't kill you. You don't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> that was all bad. I turned on everybody else and the, and the rest is history. Kept cleaning up the competition. <laughs> we, we we've been the UA ever since, so it's it. Hey, that's yeah. Now so now people know the the origin behind the unholy alliance, as we have dubbed ourselves. Yeah. We still use that as a gamer tag yep. with clans and such. So the other Let's, fun fact before we move on, because we were talking about Bond and and the history of Bond is. And I know I'm calling him out a little bit. He's a little bit rusty, but he can. Howard can name, at least used to be able to name every song and every theme song for every movie in order. Uh, I don't know if I have ever done it in order. I used to be able to oh. recognize them after like the first, like what you would call the measure of the song. Like you could start mm. playing it. And I could sit there and tell you, oh, here's the song, here's the movie, here's who sang it. I don't know if I'd... I probably am a little bit rustier when I get up to the um, Daniel Craig movies. Casino Royale had a had a banger of a good one. Bon Solaces was pretty good, too. With, yeah, Chris Cornell. <clears throat> Chris Cornell sang the Casino Royale. And then uh, Adele had the... Was it Spectre? Uh, no, it wasn't Spectre. She was, it was, she was Quantum Skyfall. of Solace. Skyfall. That's right. Mm-hmm. Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. Quant- yeah Quantum, she was Skyfall. Uh, uh, yeah, Quantum of Solace was... Um, oh, what's his name? From the White Stripes. Jack White? Um, yes. And But I'm trying to remember. I think it was him and Alicia Keys. And they got knocked. People really didn't like that one, but if you're a bond fan and if you know the classic bond theme this was a true <laughs> deconstruction of the bond theme it was as it still one of my favorite ones yeah. that they ever uh did yeah no that used to be a real talent i used to and i could go further i used to be able to tell you who the henchmen were who the villain was who the bond girl was. hey hey come on odd job best bond villain character ever uh no, disagree. No, I know. Even I mean, he's amazing in Goldfinger, but it's yeah. got to be Jaws. 
The ja- oh, Jaws was awesome. Andre the yeah. Giant playing Jaws. It wasn't actually Andre the Giant. I thought he was Andre the Giant. No, uh, it's what's his name? Uh, I want to say it's Richard Klein, uh, but no, it wasn't Andre the Giant. Andre. The I Giant. could. Richard Kyle. Richard Kyle. There we go. Yeah, Richard Kyle. Close. Yeah, he's also in Happy Gilmore as well. He was. That's right. Where he got the nail in the head. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, I, I mean, so Jaws was always a personal favorite of mine. I also like Baron Salmon, oh, a great one. Jaws, Jaws is a good one. I and uh, I liked how they kept using him, and it's particularly in the Roger Moore film. Yeah, I, I mean, it's very rare for a henchman to get used in two films. <laughs> he was, um, of course. I you could kind of argue that uh, the Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker pretty much the same movie, you know. Very yeah, very similar. I, 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 I'll, I'll let you have that. Um, I just I mean, like I mean, the shuttle laser, the, the Moonraker lasers. That's pretty oh, badass. Yeah, Best I weapon mean, in any of the games, too, if you can get yes. them. Hey, hey. Wielding the Moonraker lasers. I had always piss off people that I played with. Hey, don't forget the Golden Gun, though. The go- dual wielding Golden Guns yeah, are pretty badass, too. I would, yeah, I'd piss people off of that, too. <laughs> right, Jake? <laughs> Stop sitting in the corner in the back of the facility. Yeah, but I'm killing oh. everybody. I know. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, mm. since, uh, since we talked to, or talking a little bit about games, Kidder, I see you yep. have put a whole block of tests about Grand Theft Auto. So I thought it you was can- worthy of sharing because the information came out today and by the time this airs the game will basically be available for digital download so it's kind of like a preview of sorts so basically there's been you know the rumors have been flying it's just rumoring all over the place about a remastered gta trilogy and by the trilogy we mean gta 4 vice city and san andreas which a fantastic trilogy and San Andreas, uh, really my favorite of the GTA games so far. Vice City being a close second because of the soundtrack. Yes, I'll agree. The soundtrack to Vice City is the best. Mm-hmm. So the rumors have been floating around, and uh, people who you know are into not quite hacking, but uh, we'll just say programming, have been finding these little morsels of advertising in code for Rockstar's launcher for GTA 5. Because they've been watching for clues for GTA 6, which is still, who knows what's happening with that. So they've been finding clues and they thought it was GTA 6. No, it is the semi-remastered GTA trilogy that, like I said, includes... GTA 3, I guess, not 4. So, my clarification on that. GTA Vice City and San Andreas, which this trilogy is the same trilogy that was released for Xbox back in the day uh, as they were originally programmed for the PlayStation family. Now, this being remastered uh, will be released the digital version, November 11th, so Veterans Day, 
you can download this onto your console. It's on uh, pretty much every console that's uh, out right now, uh, next gen and last gen. And on top of it, <clears throat> uh, downloaded for phone, Nintendo, it's all over the place. But uh, cool, fifty nine ninety nine for these three games. There, uh, according to this leak of the information that's been found, is containing. Uh, some updated graphics for the next-gen consoles, but it also mentions new lighting, because technology has advanced a lot since these games came out. Environment upgrades, which I'm guess guessing that they retextured pretty much everything and made it look uh, hopefully as good as it can be. The draw distances, which you always remember, were terrible in the old games because of the limitations you know you have five stars and you're blowing up all of these cars coming at you but you can only see half a block and then they magically appear in the street and then come driving towards you to blow them up yeah it's increasing the draw distance on it and then targeting and controls similar to gta 5 to fit today's controllers versus the older controllers from back in the day uh, physical version so if you want the actual disc for these games won't be out until December 7th uh, again speculation is that the discs aren't ready or they're still programming the game or they're just making people wait who you know have terrible internet a couple different things but yeah. uh even though uh, Battlefield 2042 is coming out the around the same time, I will still be picking this up because trying to play the original Xbox version of San Andreas on the current gen looks absolutely horrible, like terrible, almost unplayable. So... Well, you know, funny you mention about Rockstar Games there, Kidder, and maybe I can help you out. Uh, you guys remember my middle brother? Remember him? Yeah, that's where he works. <laughs> he works at Rockstar, huh? He does. He works at Rockstar, and he's a programmer. So you're saying that... This individual that we have some first-hand relations with might be able to tell us with GTA 5, the current latest version of GTA mm -hmm. that is out, as to how we can make these police mods that are out and available integrated into the game so then you don't have to hack the game. Huh? I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I love GTA 5's map. I just wish it was bigger. You know, to be more spread out, kind of like the GTA San Andreas. And I'm with you uh, to be able to get these modifications done without having to hack the game and do all these, you know, different coding in the background to actually make things uh, play through. But, you know, since you brought up Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar Games, I'll... Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go bother my brother, and uh, I'll go see what I can drag up for you. But uh, I will tell you this: uh, I'm assuming you both like Red Dead Redemption, right? Yep. 
You do? Have you played the second one? I haven't. Um, Peter can tell you I'm I'm way behind on my gaming. I know. Um, No worries. (laughs) Well, he's listed on the credits, and he's very proud of that. Mm. He should be proud of that. He is. He is. I'll tell you what. I know that he really likes Rockstar because uh, he just bought a really nice house out there, so I'm pretty sure he's going to stay there for the long term. Yeah, so you know, it, there's a lot of people who wish to be in that industry. So you can't blame no. him if he gets in, and it's a good company, and he's enjoying working for him. But he wants to oh, stay. I mean, absolutely no, he is. He enjoys the company, but I'll tell you what, it took a long time for him to get there because he went from working at a mortgage company to uh, Vegas.com, which is like a big casino-owned website that helps you get travel and shows and all that. Uh, if it weren't for that, he would not have gotten Rockstar. No, it'll be it'll be oh. interesting. Um, I probably won't pick this up just because I don't have time to play it. Just just so. for the clarification of what I, what I was uh, discussing as well. This is uh, a piece of mm-hmm. the the mod, right? One of the mods, so you can see the custom textures, the ability to play as law enforcement and you know enforce laws and do you know that guy just kind of warped out of nowhere things like that so like look look at the high quality textures that dodge charger california highway patrol model and and all the even the the 2020 ford police interceptor right there look at that well and not to mention the stuff quality lights all that to mention the fact that they can create their own deep you know the own scheme of these cars and the lighting and how that sets up. I mean, these people have really gone in and truly set up things that are far beyond what the original programming of the game. I mean, they've gone so far. I mean, uh, Mark, you would, you would laugh. I'm sure you've seen it where they actually have the stalker radar unit produce, producing head actually getting the radar like it would actually be in a real car. Yeah, so you can get the speed of vehicles uh, coming toward you or away from, away from you, you yeah. front or behind. With the actual sounds, which is even more awesome, but also <laughs> concerning. Kind of, kind of creepy. I mean, uh, yeah, I know. people who are like programmers, but they have, they've never been a cop. So they like, okay. Yeah. It's very uh, interesting. Hey, even their cat program that they put in there where they can run things. I mean, they really go all out. I watch this stuff and I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> you have way. Whoever's giving you the technical data for that is really good. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I just liked it, you know, and the. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I don't want to say cracked, but uh, I haven't sat down and spent time with GTA 5 like I did with GTA 4. But I have GTA 4 fully outfitted like this with, you know, current vehicles and light patterns and things. And I'd stop cars and get pursuits Uh, and that sort of thing. But I I loved, and I love GTA 4 because it has, you know, the New York City vibe and then New Jersey. You know, mm-hmm. across the river, and it's like a dump, which is, I think, hilarious. <laughs> it's like, wow, tell us how you really feel, Rockstar. Um, but yeah, I think it's if they truly got the, uh, there you go, if yep. they truly got the graphics of a four or five on the on the three series, that'd be awesome. So, that, like you were talking with the radar in the corner, and uh, yep. <laughs> this. Uh, 
It was a 2020 police interceptor utility from Ford with the uh, internal light packages. I don't know what that bus is, but... It's a party bus! <laughs> there's too much party for this channel, so we better, we better yeah. close out on that. So, yeah, it's something that I... I wish it was a little bit more integrated, or at least more realistic lighting patterns and things like that. So you don't yeah. have to worry about licensing for Ford or Chevy or Dodge, but or Stalker. <laughs> Stalker. Watch yeah. MP, watch MPH. Someone will get an old MPH unit head. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all we need. Oh, um, but well, we'll yeah. see how that goes, and I mean, it, it'll be also exciting. Uh, if if your bro you know, shares any little tidbits with us, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll hit him up and see what he can give, and I'll pass it along. Or we write me back, whatever works for y'all. Yeah, sounds good. I think I think Howard's good to have you back, huh? Hmm? Yeah, of course. I, I like being you're here. Looking for more than that, I you know that's the simple answer. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. It didn't even switch back to him. That's how much the uh, system didn't even believe him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, he I can see it in his face. He truly wants to have Farva back. So I'm just making up for the system's lack of caring to see Howard's facial expressions. The the last thing that I wanted to, to just touch on is I got a, a, a care package in the mail finally, and it, it's from uh, a band that uh, I have known for many years, uh, premiered their tracks on terrestrial radio, uh, also named that track uh, with their blessing and then got an album credit for it as well. But uh, the band, Another Lost Year, and uh, got this uh, nice signed little uh, uh, I don't want to call it a poster but it's kind of like poster card with the, the alien architect design which is this album right here which I, I had already in fact uh, each of these albums I basically had but it was a special collector's edition type package that they came out with now this album the other side or the revolution the other side part one this is actually the album that uh, I got a credit on, the EP. So the the end of, of You and I right there, track number two, is the track that I named when I debuted it on Terrestrial Radio back in, it would have been, well, this one was dated 2021. So it would have been, I think, 2013, if I remember correctly. Uh, and aside from that, the cool story with that is they were standing on a beach of the Gulf Coast in Mississippi, I believe they were, listening to the app of my live stream debuting their track where another band that I know was recording their reaction of listening to my live stream of me debuting. Yeah, so it, it's a cool thing if you can dig it up on the, the interwebs. Uh, then part two, The Revolution, The Long Way Home. Here's some more tracks. This one uh, also was uh, assisted by Jose Urquiza of band Three Years Hollow. So another cool album there, number two. And then previously unreleased in the physical form, The Revolution part three, 
which has uh, Wisconsin on it. Got some more great tracks. This one was uh, originally a digital release. So there you go with the back of uh, that guy. So I was happy to show or see that pop up in my mailbox uh, this past week. And then, like I said, the, the fancy little card right here, which has the signature on it and nice uh, silver. And then on the uh, back side has all of those albums and then the October 29th release date, which is the new album for the King, which I got a, a uh, an exclusive pre-listen to the first single that'll be released off of that brand new album. And uh, it's a banger. So big thanks to Clinton Kinnanen, lead okay. singer of Another Lost Year, and all the dudes in the band for kicking ass. And hopefully he sees this and wants to join us and tell us all about uh, our shenanigans over the years and the new music they're working on. But that's that. Excellent. Well, Kidder, uh, we've been talking for quite a while. And so uh, I think it's time that we wrap this thing up. Say it ain't so. I think it's time for a classic Kidder's Cheap Plugs segment. The part of the show where Howard tunes out for a bit. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, say this is so, then. Liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash BS, or just go to Facebook and click the thumbs up when you search Beer Blues BS. How about an even easier way to find our Facebook page, our YouTube page, our Podbean account uh, all over the place with all of our audio versions because they're on everywhere. BeerBluesBS.com. That's our website, BeerBluesBS.com. It's also in the show notes. For those of you listening to the audio version, you can follow the show right there on the website. You can also click the merch tab, check out some sweet swag at your earliest convenience, and get the links to our YouTube page. Also, while you're there, you could take a look at contacting us, a little bit history of the show, and think about buying us a beer or even sponsor us. You want to sponsor this little podcast? You can certainly do that by contacting us at beerbluesbs.com. As I mentioned, we are all over the place on all of the podcast places that you might have access to, including Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts on the iOS system, which includes iTunes. We're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, and Player FM. So again, we are all over the place. While you're looking around on Spotify, you can even find my playlist, The Killer Kidder Show. It's basically like what my show was when it was on the radio but right there on your phone and you can listen to the uh, the show right on there. It's uh, th- like 280 hours of music or some silly number. I mean, it'll basically get you through the next three months of your life if you listen 24 hours a day. So it's right there on Spotify. I know what Farva's going to be doing the next six months. Yep, I'm going to be all, I'm gonna listen to that at work. <laughs> Of course, that is between listening to this show, which you can subscribe to and get those alerts 
And by subscribe to, I mean just clicking the button and then you're like a fan of us. You don't actually have to pay to subscribe or like any of these. So it's a free service to you, our entertainment. So take us with you, please, in the video or audio version right there on Spotify as well. Get the notifications for our brand new show each week, which uh, I did this week. It's awesome. So please check us out there. And like I said earlier in the show, we have some new merch, so you can check out the merch store. And if there's something that you want to purchase, that's okay. Just go ahead and click the Add to Cart. Get some sweet threads and show off your Beer Blues BS love, because we would love for you to do that. Aside from that, we really appreciate you joining us. Big thanks to Farva, the gentleman from Nevada, winning the competition for the content, like 24, what did you say, 24 week, Howard? Yeah. It's been 24 it's been, weeks since we started this. Well, 24 weeks since we invited the gentleman from Indiana. Parva mm-hmm. got back to us in like, well, the episode where we invited Parva came out last week and uh, he, he came on almost immediately after that. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like somebody's actually excited to have fun with us. Yeah, I mean, it really, it was a one-week turnaround. It's going to seem longer to the audience because time warp of editing. But yeah, yeah, it was like a one-week turnaround. But in, in the realistic thing, by the time I saw the Magnum episode, you know, <laughs> and remembering how much of a contact I got from that shirt, uh, uh I messaged y'all did it at every bar we went it to. Did. They did. <laughs> they did. Um, yeah. Heck, I was even talking about it at work. I was like, you're not going to believe this. I totally forgot, and I got reminded. But, no, I came now on. It's cause... online forever. <laughs> and ever and ever and ever. No, it's it's been a pleasure, you know, to be honest. I look to it as it's just hanging out with two of my good buds that I miss and wish – Wish I lived closer to y'all so we can hang, you know, physically hang out more often than than where it's been. Well, we'll make it happen sooner rather than later. And absolutely, uh, even even if it's virtually like this, we'll have you on the show again, and we can uh, have some more beverages and more discussions about more shenanigans because oh. evil shenanigans, as it were. <laughs> I'm gonna pistol whip the next guy. <laughs> God, what's, what's the place to, down the street with all the goofy shit on the walls as the free mozzarella sticks? Oh, you mean what, shenanigans? shenanigans? <laughs> oh. I don't have my pistol down here, so I can't try and hand it to you. <laughs> but yes, oh. it's there. So God. with with that, a couple more laughs in the tank and we'll uh, catch up with Farva again down the road as it were so uh, really appreciate uh, everyone joining us for this episode of Beer Blues and BS until the next time make sure your glass is always at least half full remember that free beer is tomorrow and well we'll catch you on down that old dusty Tuscan highway so for my brother Howard Blues for my other brother Farva down yonder, I am the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Ketter. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you again on the next episode. Beer Blues BS. Catch you later. 
You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. presents a glimpse behind the curtain. Hey, it's been what, like 10 years since the three of us have like been together at one time? Um, Probably. No. Yeah. Hey, is is my uh, is my mic working okay for you guys? It's picking up a lot of noise, but it works. Uh, I'll take <laughs> care of that. How's it's that? Much better. It works. It's in a, yeah. it's in a wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah, it's a wind tunnel up in here, man. Come on, I live in South Texas. It's still like ninety degrees outside. It's not. It's not like you're in. Uh, South Florida, where there's a lot of blow. That's true. That's true. It always snows in Miami. <laughs> uh, it's that. It's that Colombian snow. It's the. It's the fine, powdery Colombian snow. Jake is like, I don't know anything about anything that you're talking about. I I plead the fifth. <laughs> Can you hear uh, the thumping from upstairs? I'm just uh, just curious. Why are you throwing a party? I wasn't I invited. Uh, Samantha, this is the party. <laughs> you sent the invite. <laughs> the hell, man. What the hell? Question, does, does my name on the bottom, because does this say my real name? <laughs> it does, but I'll take care of that in the editing. So. All right. I, I was going to ask because I was like, uh, in case we talk about some really messed up stuff. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no. But I brought I brought some whiskey in case things get really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> this this could be an interesting night then. <laughs> so hey, you said you wanted me on. I came, man. Hey, it's hey. always interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's every every episode of of this thing is interesting in one way or another, and I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> That's Peter, that's what I was going to ask. Have you have you checked out tonight's episode that released number twenty nine drafted? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Apparently, I, I you just, were disappearing for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it. What I want to know is, I want I want Kidder's reaction to the end of the at that episode. Because if you if you made it all mm. the way to the end, um, I did something different, and so. Oh boy! Oh he gets boy. scared every time I say I did something different. I did something sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God! <laughs> if if uh, Farmer's going to get a shirt, I believe this is the first one that he should get. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like it. <laughs> that is a triple B original right there. Yep. Which you, which you can find at beerbluesbs.com. And now we're having merch plugs outside of the action. <laughs> <laughs> we have no law. Oh gosh. Well never happened before. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's it's, it's I promise it's my first time. <laughs> oh shit. I'm only one one beer down. I'm not even we haven't even started. <laughs> I, you know, I been there. Yeah, I because I came racing in like I, I mm. literally pulled in, grabbed beer out of the fridge and came racing down here and got my stuff set up and and all of that. So I'm trying to chug this sacrificial beer and it's. Well, what are you drinking? Uh, uh, what are you? I was going to ask, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Shiner Light Blonde. Uh, right now, I my sacrificials right now I picked up, which was a mistake. Yeah, the reason this was on sale. Um, <laughs> but I have a uh, Biden Kugel's uh, Lemon Haze IPA. Ugh. So, yeah, I see, I see three letters in there that tell me that I don't need it. I agree. Uh, it, it it's but, an IPA, but yeah. with lemon, you know, all I, the great yeah. flavor of IPA with lemon yeah so then it tries it tries to class up the taste of a dumpster (laughs) (laughs) i got him i got him (laughs) i got him